You're listening to the Man Chat Podcast, a show with two men talking about recent events and the effect they could have on men's mental health. This is Sean and Huggy, your hosts. Welcome to Man Chat Podcast. We are very excited about today's. It's a bit different to our normal because we have a very special guest um, with us today. So we've got Danny with us today. Welcome, Danny. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, we're very excited, Welcome, aren't we, Huggy? We're very yeah, excited. very, very excited. Um, and today, this is going to be a bit more of like a, an interview conversation, I suppose, is what we've decided for this one as we continue to grow and yeah, try and get more lads chatting and find different ways and different content to, to hopefully appeal to you listeners that keep listening to our podcast and get you excited for the next, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes of this. So we have Danny with us. Danny, how are you doing today, first of all, before we get into everything? Good, bit tired, been at work, just finished work, rushed back to the podcast, so I'm oh. not running. Um, yep. Dedication. Yeah. yeah, but I'm <laughs> feeling, feeling good. Feeling good. That's good. That's what we want to see from our guests, don't we, Cal? Yeah. Danny, you're setting, yeah. you're setting the standard, uh, setting the you bar are. very high for anyone that follows you um, into here. Yeah. So, yeah, today, Danny, you're going to be talking to us about your mental health journey. I won't talk too much, and I'll, I'll hand over to you, Danny, to tell us more about your mental health journey. Yeah, so... Um, I can't remember when my mental health started, um, mm-hmm. but I think I've always had aspects of it, like um, of OCD and stuff like that. Um, and then, but it's it's literally crippled me like the last probably I'd say ten years, um, okay. where I've I've been on I've been on like sertraline and um, and beta blockers as well, which I didn't I didn't find the sertraline helped me, but the the beta blockers I still got my thoughts. But yeah. the feeling I got with the thoughts, it kind of numbed them a bit. So, um, and that was due to my anxiety um, and my OCD. And it's like really affected me as in my relationships as well. I had something called, I, I've still got it, like ROCD, which is like relationship anxiety. So when I was with my girlfriend, we were, we were fine. We, we, we did, we were, I was just about to propose. And then mm-hmm. I seen, um, I watched an advert and it said, when, when you know the, something like, if she's the one, like you know that she's the one. And um, once yeah. you found her, um, but then I thought, oh my God, I don't know if she's the one. And I swear I got it was it was that feeling. I, I was supposed to get married. I called the wedding off because I was up all night feeling guilty that I, I used to like assess her and analyze her, thinking, if we're in a dark room, would that be the last person? And do you know the the concept of soulmate and stuff like that? I was just overthinking. Yeah. I overthink everything in life, but it's not good. And I'd shake and it like. The, it, the thoughts I'd have where other people would have those little thoughts and just be like, well, I'm, she's, she's, she's fit. But, and, but I overthink them, but like literally get horrible feelings, like literally where I shake, I can't eat. Um, I feel horrible for having those thoughts, which are just thoughts, which are not real, where, where they are real. But I, they, to me, they were like, they were horrible. So I ended up calling off my wedding. And then now I, I overthink when I meet a girl, I'm like, I, I analyzed the first time I ever I've ever seen them and like how I feel and it's it's horrible it's crippling and I think I don't think I'll ever be uh, be in a relationship with with anyone because of how much I overthink which I, I think's kind of bad but I overthink everything in every like in every bit of my life like as in um like I always think if I get this I never live for like the present I'm always like yeah. once I buy this I'll be happy like once I get these trainers I'll, I'll yeah. say I won't wear them. I'll be that. I'll be happy then, and then I'm just never happy because I'm always <laughs> yeah. waiting to be happy. And then yeah. when I get it, I'll be happy. I get it. I feel exactly the same. But now I own this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
which is shit, really. Um, I've, got, I've got loads of shit in my house. I've got coffee made, <laughs> didn't make me happy. I've got a jacuzzi outside, still not happy. <laughs> I'm they say money, money can't buy happiness. Uh, yeah. Well, I've, I've realised that now. <laughs> <laughs> and is that overthinking and that delayed happiness, is that related to your OCD um, and the anxiety yeah, like, that you struggle with, do you think? Is yeah, like I, I connected. Yeah, so when I overthink things, I can overthink anything and make myself feel absolutely fucking horrible. Um, so what I do is I just try and keep busy and not. I'm addicted to my phone, so no matter what, I've always got a podcast on in the background. I'm, I can never be in the moment on my own. I just can't do it. So I'll have music on, and then I, it's as if I. And then I think, what other, what do other people do? And you know, like I live, I'm a weird. I just live a weird life, and I don't like it. Um, but it's just how I am and I've, I've learned to I think I'll always have mental health issues but I think it's just how I deal with them um, mm. at the moment I've like I live on my own and stuff, so I can sort of like I don't I don't notice it as much on my own but when I'm with somebody yeah. they notice it a lot um, like my little the little things I do and like I'm always scratching my beard feeling my beard my hair because I'm, I'm, I'm anxious all the time which is, it's it's not good but I've just got to keep going and, and Sometimes I'll have like a meltdown because what I found out is like I, if, if my gym's going well, if I'm going to the gym, eating well, like looking after getting my hair cut and stuff, if I'm doing all those things, it's like as if like the analogy I use, like spinning plates. If I've got yeah. all those plates up at once, I'm ha- I can be I can be happy at this. Yeah. But one falls down, like I won't go to the gym that day and they all kind of fall down. It's hard to try and get them back up to be on a level. Which I found I find really hard, but I think once I've got all those, once I'm like up in the morning, my house is tidy, and once I can do all those things, I can be relatively happy. I can do. I'll still always have. I'll always be anxious. I'll. Do you know what I mean? But it's manageable. But then once they start falling, I just feel horrible about myself. I don't like myself. Insecure, I guess. Um, Yeah, it's just it's just it's it's just not a nice place to be in my head. So. Like a like a domino effect of yeah 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 yeah, yeah. if, if one get, goes the others yeah so I've got to get all those just to feel just to feel just to feel good and then when I'm when I'm when I've got when my anxiety hits and stuff I can't eat and stuff and I, I get bad skin and everything just it, it, it yeah it, it all the domino effects it takes me a while to get back to I have I go through stages of my life but mm. now I've I've had it I, I kind of know that. I can get through it and th- those feelings are not forever. And it just, I just wait till it passes and just be like, please pass, please pass. Cause I've been in some really dark places. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I think I'm a, I'm a lot better than I used to be when I was with my ex-girlfriend. It was, it was, it was terrible, but I think I'm getting better. Do you find anything that helps you particularly like get over it or work through it? Is it speaking to someone? Is it writing something down? Is it? Like, yeah. Is I'm, on, I'm on, I'm on groups, so with this, with the ROCD, I'm on like Facebook groups. So when I read them, and then sometimes I giggle to myself when I'm in a good place, because I can feel that it, it, it sounds ridiculous what they're saying, and why would that bother you? Do you know? And yeah. Yeah. I think to myself, but then I understand because the little things that bother me, they amplify in your mind, and it's the feelings you get with them. So I, 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 it helps me. It helps me seeing other people in that in, in, in a bad position. It sounds bad because I can relate to it and I don't feel as as, as, as weird, if that makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah. 
I try not to give advice because I don't feel like I'm qualified enough. So I'm the, I'm just in the background. I don't speak on it, but I, it helps me to read through it as when I'm ill and when I'm not ill, it helps me to, because I can sort of be like, that's silly that you think that. But then when I'm ill, it makes me think like that, if that makes sense. I'll read it and be like, oh my God, maybe that's, yeah. does that make sense? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And it probably helps you realise that other people are going through the same issues. So then you realise, actually, I'm not by myself. I'm, I'm not alone. Yeah. Exactly. And at first I did. I used to keep it all bottled up. And I used to feel so guilty for feeling my thoughts. And mm. yeah, I felt very alone and nobody understood. I didn't really want to speak about it. And so when I found these groups, I was like, oh, my God, there's people like me. Do you know, as, yeah, <laughs> as crazy as me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's really good. And that was the idea of Sean creating these groups is it's just that platform for other people out there to realize they're not alone. And that's what we try and do with this podcast. So the fact that you've got other groups that you use is great. And the fact that they're out there, it's fantastic. No, definitely. And I think to touch on that, Danny, you mentioned that sort of started about 10 years ago, kicked in like, what was, I suppose, Danny like before that 10-year period? And, and yeah, are you able to identify that sort of point or transition into, okay, now I have OCD or now this is part of it? Yeah, what well, happened back I've, then? Always, I've always been obsessed with my sports. And a bit, a bit yeah. maybe, maybe a bit self-obsessed as well. Like, not in it is in a vain way or anything. Like, if something, if I didn't like something, I'd, I'd, I'd hate it about myself, if that makes sense. And I wasn't vain okay. as in I looked through it. It's because I didn't like myself. So I've always been like, I had a brace at school and stuff like that. So, yeah. and then I've, I've always been like that. And then I guess I might have had a bit of OCD, obviously being a bodybuilder and eating fish and rice cakes every meal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I think I've, I've, yeah. I've then I used to live for the day. Like, it, I, it did, as long as I finished that day, I was happy. And like, yeah. I'd lived that moment and it was really really nice being being like I had nothing I was I I, I I was on benefits and stuff like that I'm like now I do really well for myself but mm. Jesus Christ I was so happy you look back and think I <laughs> do you know I, just, I don't think my brain even thought into the future then I don't know something something changed where yeah I'm just I was yeah I was just I couldn't get happy and then I still now I think I should be happy but I'm 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 not so then I fake it I fake it a lot and I think I'll fake it till I make it. Um, and I always think, what do people do? Because I, I find it hard to live like like a normal mm. person as well. Like I think, what do people do to have fun? Do you know, like, and I think, I, do you know, like even stuff like yep. sitting in the garden, I think, oh, well, people like to do that. So I'll go and have a little sit in the garden and then I'll, do you know, I, I do find little simple tasks like that. Do you know, to, I, yep. I, I think, because I could just lie in bed and, 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 and fester, but I know yep. that that's good. So I just think, yeah, so I do find yeah, I do find life hard sometimes. No, definitely. Yeah. I, I think I can uh, resonate a bit with you that on like finding things to do because I I moved to London like I think it was about four years ago now, right? A young kid in London, and I was like every weekend I was like I need to be doing something. Right, I'm in London. It's Saturday. I need to be out. Like you've got your mates on Instagram. They're going out to the pub or they're going to watch a game or something. You're like I'm in this massive city. All I actually want to do is I just want to stay in bed this weekend because that is also what people do. You know, like you have your yeah. Saturday, you have a rest. But I remember when I first moved down into London, it was like that pressure of living in the big city and being like, I live in London. I need to do everything all of the time to try and, to your point, like be happy, fit in, be someone that lives in London. Um, and it took me a good four or five months of like doing lots of different things to be like, all I want to do this weekend is just chill and I'm going to be comfortable with like just staying in bed all day. Like I'm not wasting a day because I'm in bed, but that's how it made you feel. You'd be like, 
oh, well, I've not seen Big Ben this weekend. What's the point of being in London? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's that type of uh, exercise. But on the flip as well, when you do, when you are in bed, I think social media is fucking horrible for mental health. Like, you'll flip through stories and everyone's, everyone just lives a lie on it. Um, and then you think, fucking hell, what am I doing tonight? I'm like, I'm having a, I don't know, pot noodle and buddy watching <laughs> watch a film and look at these guys. They're there with all these girls, and then you look at another story, and but that could be the only thing they've done that week. But you've done something last week, and then you're going through someone's doing something, someone's doing something, someone's doing something, and you think, "Fucking hell, like I'm a loser." <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think we've been there. Yeah, you've got your takeaway, haven't you? You're like literally, you're sat in your boxes, you're watching. Yeah, like, yeah. Ant and Dex Saturday night takeaway at like seven pm, and you look at your mates, and they've got like lines of yoga bombs in there. You're like, what am I doing? Like, should yeah, I be yeah. doing that? Yeah. yeah. You've got crumbs in your chest there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you're talking to the right man now. <laughs> yeah, you've seen Huggy's beard. The things I find in his beard. <laughs> I used to have a beard, the, the bad first crumbs. I know. Well, bad or good, depends if you're hungry or not. Pasties. You can't eat a pasty. Yeah. <laughs> They're the worst thing. Yeah. Wait, actually, yeah. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I thought that... Um, because when you right, so for those that don't know, you you were also on first dates. That's that's where I know you from, and I thought that when you, it must be difficult going on a show like that, and you're eating. You're not only you meeting someone for the first time, but you also got to eat in front of them. Like for me, I get really anxious. Now whether that comes from because I'm a big guy and I think that people watch me eat, or I've got a beard, so then I'm constantly worried. Shit, do I have something? <laughs> like to the point, if I'm eating food out, I'll eat a burger with a knife and fork. I know it's a cardinal sin, but I can't think. I get, get so anxious that if I pick it up and I eat the burger, I'm going to have gherkins. I'm going to have ketchup. Everything in my mouth. Here. So what what was that like when you're on first dates? Like how, how did you find that? Oh, I overthought. Imagine my overthinking of the whole thing. Like, I genuinely was like, I apologised to my family in case they embarrassed them. And, like, I only went on a second time because I wanted to rectify the first time because I was so nervous and I drank a lot. So I amplified that in my mind that it was going to be terrible. I'm going to be, my family are going to think I'm a drunk and, like, people are going to, people, my mum works at BAE System, so all her workmates are going to see it. So I was like, I'm so sorry. And it was on, it, it was fine. But yeah. When the camera were there, I just, in my head, it was like, it was in lockdown and they said, would you like to do it? So I was like, yeah, I can have a meal. So I thought it was good and, until, it, until it was happening. And at one point I was going to run off. I was going to run <laughs> off. And then when all the cameras are on you, even drinking your drink, you're thinking this could be part of the show. So you're like, you want the arm tense to somebody else? And then I'll be thinking... And then, but I didn't want to tense too much in case you were like, that guy's tensing. So I was like, yeah. you have to be a bit more like, overthought everything and, and eating as well I was like eating and then I just thought oh my god and then everything I said I was very aware of it was it was very hard and the second time was a bit easier because I got used to it but yeah with someone with mental health problems doing some like that it was yeah. horrible yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm so Sean Dan, Danny was on it twice because the first time he was on it there was a bird on another date that kept checking Danny out on his date and wasn't it you were in the toilets? Is it a shared toilet? And you were yeah. in the room and she was chatting on the phone. Yeah. She was on the phone chatting to someone else, being like, there's this guy on another date. He's so fit. Like, <laughs> oh, this. Danny, Danny walks out of the cubicle. Right, love. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <the way. laughs> oh, was that, was that staged happened. at all? Or is that 
it was, genuine. It wasn't. It wasn't staged. But I didn't genuinely didn't hear us say any of that. So I've gone to the toilet. I've heard somebody in there, and I just thought. I always go to the cubicle, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not the biggest guy. If I had a big swamp, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be, at the, I'd be, I'd be urinal. You'd be, so, you'd be the guy that stands in the middle urinal oh, the I'd be there, street. You'd be there in the middle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've gone into the cubicle as I do, um, and I've heard, I've heard, I've heard a bit of commotion. I thought, it's, I thought it's another guy, so I thought I'll go out and have a crap with him anyway because, like, I'm a bit nervous and stuff. So I've, I've, I've like zipped up, zipped, and a girl's been there, but I've not heard what she said. I've been like, Jesus Christ, because where I'm from, there's not mixed. We have yeah, yeah. toilets and women's toilets. So I thought, shit, yeah. I'm, I've come in the wrong toilet. <laughs> so, I like, I was, so I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I was like, what's, she was like, oh no, this is unisex. I was like, unisex. I said, this is bloody posh, this. I said, we don't have to Preston. <laughs> so that's it. So I walked out there. I was none the wiser. So when they said, We've, we've got you the perfect match actually this time. Like we, did, we, we didn't get you a good match that time, but we've got you a good one this time. So when I've turned up, I've been like, it's a girl from the toilets, but I didn't realise <laughs> she actually fancied yeah, of me. So that's, that's what I know you from, is, um, is from First Dates. But it was on First Dates that you spoke about what made you, should we say, famous within uh, the social media world. Do you want to touch on what that is? Yeah, so when I was um, 16... Um, I did. I was a, I was a bodybuilder. I started bodybuilding when I was fifteen years old, and uh, won the Britain UK conferred in the Mister Universe. Won the overall uh, lakes Mister Cumbria Show. Um, wow! Under eighteen, this was all at like sixteen, seventeen. Um, did it all natural as well. So yeah, so I did. I did all that. So the the BBC had contacted me. They wanted to do a documentary on me. So they did a documentary on me, and then there was a. Back then, there was no social media or anything. So I thought I'd got away with it. So there's a clip of the documentary where I go through my diet. And I was dumbing it down because I thought they were going to, like, I thought they were going to use it and put it with, because my diet changes all the time, on, on like, throughout it. So yeah. I was going through the times of what I eaten. Um, and obviously, it was just fish and rice cakes. Eight times, every other meal was with a rice cake, um, which yeah. I should have said but no I go through every single time going to have fish and then the next day I'll have fish but then I go with a rice cake so I go right the way through it and I look really thick so years after that become a viral clip and mm -hmm. it's had like like this video of like 12 million views on stuff so yeah it went it went it went mental <laughs> that's huge yeah. and, and how do you no, find man. that video in and that I don't know if it still does it still crop up today yeah um, it haunts me. It haunts me. Is it? Me. It always yeah. around. How does that play on, like you said, like if you've got this OCD and you, you assess about oh, everything, do, do you like walk into buildings and feel like people already know you and stuff like that? How does it impact your mental health? Right. So it used to be, when someone used to find out about it, they used to use it against me because it was like quite a negative thing. Like, because you didn't know who I was. So like, oh my God, this guy's thick as fuck. Like, and then you go to a and then I think, oh, they're cringe. Someone said, Do you know who he is? And then I'll be like, thinking, oh, no. And it used to literally like really get to me. And then I've obviously done first dates and it's changed the perception. So now people like look at him now. So it's not as negative, but more people yeah. recognize me. Like, if I go on a night out, people want pictures and stuff like, oh my God, oh my God. It's a bit annoying, um, but it's not negative like it used to be, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, with the when I, I went to a festival not so long ago, probably like three weeks ago, a social distance one. Um, <laughs> and as soon as I walked in there, I felt everyone was looking at me. I didn't like that. I'm like, I got anxiety and stuff, and I had to get really, really drunk. And then when I went to the toilet, people like coming up to me all the time, like big scouse drug dealers, like, right, mate, get a picture with me. like grabbing me back, neck, pulling me. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Fish and fucking right. Say it, say it. And I'd be like, uh, fish and uh, uh, right. <laughs> I, didn't like, I didn't like that. But yeah. it could be worse. At least they were positive. They're not like, oh, they were like buzzing off it. You know, I think they're off yeah. the edge. Yeah. Like, definitely. And like looking back now, the, the bodybuilding that you did and, and where bodybuilding is so organized, right? Like I, one of my favorite documentaries, I don't know if you've seen it, is Born Strong. Things on Amazon Prime, but it's about like Eddie Hall and all the strong men and what they yes. go through. And yes. I, I watch that sometimes when I'm not feeling too good mentally because you look at, um, I think it's Zaviskus, the is he Hungary or, or Bulgarian? And he trains on his own underneath a stadium, like for like three, four weeks at a time. And you're like, that is unbelievable mental strength, right? To do that on your own. But you think on the flip side, like, you have to be so dedicated mentally, mentally to do that. Like it, it isn't, I suppose, a typical um, day-to-day life. But do you think your bodybuilding lifestyle that you had, and I mean, amazingly successful, may I add, there to to win those titles before before the age of eighteen? Um, do you think that was maybe hiding these issues, or do you think it was coming out of that that then it that then caused the, the yeah well, start of I feel mental health? Like now, I can't. Like I don't bodybuild at all. I go to the gym um, just to keep fit, but I won't like. Mm-hmm. I went. I, I did the drugs route as well at one point. Um, okay. but I've, never, I've never like from the drugs. I end up getting gyno, which is like lump underneath my nipple. I got a surgery. It went wrong, and still now it's like deformed. So I can't look at my. I, I can't take my top off. It looks horrible, and I hate it. So that's 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 something. And I don't. So I could never bodybuild again. So I don't like. I literally just go and to, to keep to keep fit. Yeah. But I feel that when I did, I think I think with mental health, I think if you set yourself a goal and then you're working towards that and that's all you're thinking about, it, it, it does it keep you in mind. I think I think I was better off bodybuilding, to be fair. But it's a very mm-hmm. self sport. And yeah, I don't think like now I'm obviously I'm I'm 32, I'm looking for a for a partner and stuff, and I don't think and, and I don't want to go down the drugs route either. And my chest is ruined, so I've got all that against me. So I'm trying to trying to adapt that to like my career and stuff, you know, putting goals like that because I think yeah. once you've got a goal, that you can focus on that. But I think without a goal and stuff, I think that's when you you feel like, what's the point? Like, what's the point of life? I don't get it. So I literally yeah. I still get life. Um, but I feel like if I'm setting these little goals, I can kind of be happier, I guess, and, and not overthink. Yeah, and you can apply that sort of, I suppose, bodybuilding mindset to bodybuilding businesses. Yeah. That so that guy you said he was in like underneath a stadium training and stuff, as long as he's food, his stuff for his thing, he's happy. And that's why I was like, I bodybuilded because I didn't care about anyone else, just myself, about the next meal I had and about the show that I was going to do. And that's all I cared about. But I was kind of happy. And then now, I don't know, I've got loads of stuff. And like, I was just thinking, I don't get it. Without goals, I don't think you can be happy. And what are the goals that you've got for yourself at the moment? Well, I want to get another shop. I'm, I'm like obviously when I go each just every, every day really I look at I look at my appointments and then like yeah so and, and barbering's so different as well you speak to a lot of people different people coming in different haircuts challenging ones I go online I still learn I've been barbering for like 12 years but I'm still learning now wow. yeah so that's that's something that that's yeah that's a positive you yeah. could maybe help hug you out with his lid you may have to come down to press we'll, we'll sort it out <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> I could definitely do it. <laughs> do you do transplants? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm fucked then. And Danny as well. So in your opinion, so we, we talk about this a bit, sort of what is good mental health? You know, what actually is mental health is and what we try and answer here on, on our Man Chat podcast, you know, because it's so many things. But in your opinion, what is good mental health? I think just living in the present, um, not living in the past or not living in the future. I think that I think that you can be happiest living day by day. And if you want to go out, if you, I used to save T-shirts for a night. Like if you want to wear that, just this is now. Be happy now, um, and yeah, don't think too far ahead. Don't think in the past. And I think I think that's the I think that's the secret. It's easier said than done. Also, start your day. It's like you want to go on. So I make my bed in the morning, even if I, I, I can't be arsed, I'm in a rush. I'll, I'll make my bed. Um, these little these little things, I think being happy is, I think people feel good, like humans, you know, doing tasks and like setting themselves little goals, even a goal of making your bed or making your breakfast. I used to skip breakfast. Yeah. and It's not, you can't be happy that way. So I think, yeah, I think just keeping your life in order, giving yourself little goals, and, and not not like crazy goals as in like I want to be a, a millionaire. Just I want I want a tidy house um, and I want to eat healthy today and go to the gym. Do you know little things like that? And yeah. I, I think you can be happy like that. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. It's having those little wins, isn't it? You can give yourself win. that little pat on the back. Yeah, definitely. And then you're like, okay, on to the next one. Yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree with that. Yeah, I'm saying I've actually. My, my to-do list is literally probably the most boring to-do list ever. Like you say, it's literally like put my socks away, put some more washing on. And then you're like, you complete it. And you're like, this has been the most boring 20 minutes of my life, but I feel great now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're in. Yeah. We're in and on. You got your jobs done. And that's it. Then, that's that's how you just need to see it. Have you noticed when you, you, we all have our down days and we all have our bad days and stuff. But I can go from that to being like positive doing stuff. And then when I don't, I don't do anything. And like my, my house looks like a crap then. Um, and I won't eat. My, my, my diet's gone. Like I'll be, I'll be ringing just eat and that. And then, but I've got no appetite. So I mean, the stuff that I'm hardly eating, the stuff that I'm losing weight. And then I think there's no point getting a haircut. And then it all snowballs. So you've got to try, try and be like, right, start with just something simple, just tidy up. So you tidy up and then, right, I'll go to the gym and then you can get it all back again and, and start being happy. What, what sort of triggers that difference between a, a great day and a, a day where you're in bed is there anything that you've noticed I, can, I just have to keep busy not keep my mind keep my mind active I, if mm. I I just like to keep I just have to keep busy like I'll, I'll, I'll get if, if I start overthinking about it, I'll just jump on my bike you know just go out on my bike yeah. and stuff come back and feel a bit better I don't think I'll ever be normal like you know mm. like I look at my, my dad and he's just like he's got he's, he's got no feelings but it's class it's class he's just <laughs> A brilliant morning, yep, goes to work, comes home. And I try and talk to him about these sort of stuff. I don't bloody get it. He's, he's bloody queer, that one. You know, <laughs> he's like a proper man's man, my dad. Like, but it's, yeah. it's hard because he's, he, he's happy. Just, you know, watch telly and stuff like that. I can't really even watch telly. I find it hard. But, yeah, he's, it's I, I envy him in that way. It's yeah. that generation. They're built, they're built that way. My old man's exactly the same. You just don't see anything. No, he don't understand it. He, he said, "I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it." Yeah. And my mom, he's struggling. Like we need to go down and see him, and he go, "All right." And he he tries to like 
give me some empathy, but I don't even think he's got it. <laughs> he just doesn't have it. Yeah. It's black and white with my dad. It's like, yeah, like he couldn't understand why I finished with my ex-girlfriend. I was like, well, I don't think she was the one. Well, uh, what about the concept of the one? And he was like, I just you should just be with her. Like he just, do you know what I mean? They're just black yeah. and white. They don't understand. Yeah. I, I envy it. I wish I was like that, but unfortunately, I'm not. Mm. Yeah, I, I, my dad's the same. I think in lockdown, I was like, because I'm a bit like you, Danny. If I've not had a productive day, I'm like, I'm sat here at nine o'clock in the evening. I'm like, what's what's been the point of today? Sometimes I feel like I do feel really hard on myself. I'm like, what was the point of like, like you know, you've got a job, you've got targets to hit. Like you say, you want to hit your goals, or and you're like. Well, I haven't done that today. You know, like I think the other day I couldn't go to the gym because I was so sore from the session before. I, I literally couldn't walk properly. I was like, oh, I'm not going to go to the gym today. And you, you make that decision in the morning when I was in a good mood. I was like, that's the sensible thing to do, right? My body is dying. Yep. Like, if I try and lift a weight, I'll probably break in half. Um, and then <laughs> it gets to the evening and you're like, you know, oh, I've had a, I don't know, I think my, my housemate had bought him some lemon drizzle cake, which was fantastic and definitely worth it. But you eat yeah. that and then you're like, oh, I haven't been to the gym today. Oh, I didn't really do too much at work today either. And you just sat there and you're like, what was the point of today? You know, like, yeah. that's, that's, that's all gone. And you're like, you have to be busy and you have to keep focused on, you know, like you say, gymming, where it's your job, the goals that you've got. Um, so I'm definitely with you on there. My dad is the complete opposite. Like in lockdown, I, was, I stayed at home for a few months and <laughs> just wakes up half nine, sits in the chair in the living room, sits there with his cup of tea for a couple of hours, puts on the TV for like the next like four hours, potters about in the garden for a couple of hours and then he's back in the chair watching TV. Loves it. And then, yeah, he's happy. Yeah. Says about five words to my mum, I think, all day. And they're just sat there and they're just like, yeah, we, yeah, we could. I'm like, don't you want to like do something, go out? I'm like, man, we're, we're quite... Yeah, I don't think I'd be like, as if I've only said five words to my wife, we can't be together. Do you know weird <laughs> things like, like that? And then I'd be like, oh, I think, I think, right, right, that's it. And like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a weird breed. I wish I was very simple like your dad, but unfortunately. Yeah. But I think it, it comes in the other side, right? The positives, like you say, like you've got your own business. Do you think that would happen, you know, if if you weren't oh. so active yeah. and well, the other business and the goals? I've had my, my shop for over eight years and I've worked six days a week for eight years. Six days wow. a week. And I don't have time off ever. I've been on I've I've been on like two holidays with my ex girlfriend and I don't, I'll only go for four days because after four days I want to get back into my routine because I feel weird on holiday. Like once I've done it all, like do you know when people can lie down on the beach and yeah. I'll, I'll, have a, I'll have a day where we'll do everything in those four days. We'll go to Egypt as well. We went to Egypt, we went to Spain. I've done everything. I'd have a, a night of drinking, night of this. Right, I'm done now. Ready to go back to my yeah. back to my routine because I worry. I worry. Yeah, I worry about it. Overthink. Yeah, but it must be like that as well, especially being the owner. Like you've left your shop in someone else's hands, so you're yeah, away. You think with clients? Mm. Um, I get, yeah, I overthink it. And I, yeah, so that's yeah, it's hard work, but hopefully I'll get better one day. Well, it sounds like you're making steps in the right direction. The fact that you understand it and you know what you yeah. need to do to get past it, and the fact that you've got your own business, you've bought your own house. You, you know, it sounds like yeah. you, you're smashing it. To be fair. So yeah, I'll just say carry on the way you're going. And you've got a jacuzzi. Yeah. I mean, that is the dream. That is mm. the dream. Let's I've got my own bar as well. Have you seen my bar? Yeah, I saw your it on your Instagram. The uh, yeah, the bar looks sick. sick. To be fair, it's so sick. I thought if I get a bar, it'll make me even more happier. And it, yeah, it hasn't. Thought <laughs> <laughs> as well. I you're thought, not drinking I enough. Bar, I'm going to invite all my friends around, and I'll have friends around all the time. 
I swear to God, my mate will text me, are you in? I'll say no. <laughs> I swear to God. And I think, fuck it, why are they coming around the weirdos? They're like, oh, I thought I'd pop round for a pint. I'm like thinking, fuck off. <laughs> Leave me alone. Leave me alone. And, but in my head, I think, yeah, when I get, I'll get all my mates around in my head. When I get the bar, I can pour pints and it'll be dead good. No, like when I get around, I get anxiety. I think, fucking hell, when you're going to go and you're going to spill something. And I'm like, oh, it's yeah. hard, it's hard work. Definitely, I think I was the same with the COVID restrictions because most of my mates like hugging and that, that I met at uni, they all live in like Cardiff or away from London. So it's like the restrictions are like, yes, restrictions are easy. You can now have six people indoors, like at a meal and stuff. And then I was like, getting all excited. And I was like, I ain't got six people anyway. It fucking doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> so I mean, it's just me, me and my missus anyway. That's all we ever go out with. We were fine anyway. That's that fucking class. I was getting excited for it. In terms of any advice that you'd give then, Danny, to someone that maybe, I don't know, doesn't know that they've got OCD or, or they're just starting with these symptoms of anxiety in relationships or anything, like, what advice would you give to someone in those situations, maybe in the early stages? I've done, um, a, lot, I've done a lot of reading about it. And, um, like, another good analogy was, like, imagine, like, a river and your thoughts pass, like, pass, pass by, so, like, your thoughts are going... And what, what people with anxiety do, they'll get the net and pull in a thought. So yeah. what a normal person does, everyone gets those thoughts, like weird thoughts, where someone with anxiety think, why was I thinking that? And they'll they'll grab hold, they'll bring that thought in and they'll, they'll, they'll obsess about it. So you've just got to know. And then and those feelings that you get are not real feelings. You just need to let that thought go. And also, when you do get those bad feelings or you do get OCD and stuff just know that it's going to pass and it's and you don't feel that forever it doesn't it doesn't last forever so just know that just weather, sometimes you just got to weather it out and then but you might just need one of your mates to say right hiking's brilliant being out in nature you might need your mates to go, right let's fucking go and walk because you can't think about your problems when you're hiking up a mountain out of breath do you know what I mean thinking I need a drink you're like yep. you're yeah. thinking about those things and being in be- like a beautiful like a beautiful surrounding. You can't think about you. You think and you come back and things aren't so bad. And then yeah, so I, I think yeah, just keep 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 busy. Know that it's not going to last forever. And yeah, med- try and meditate. But I, I say this, I want to do it and I can never do it. I've tried so mm. many. Um, I'm, yeah, I've never ever done it. But I reckon that it would be good. But I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. I've- I've done a bit of meditation for a while. It was quite good, but I just, it was a bit like going to sleep. Do you know what I mean? I feel like if, yeah, if I go to sleep with someone talking, I probably might feel a little bit more relaxed anyway because I'm, I'm knackered. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I've read that it's good, but I can't, it kind of made me worse. It scared me a bit. So I was just like, fuck that. That's going to run. Yeah, so that one. We had, um, we were chatting last week. I don't know, Danny, if you've seen the Joe Marler uh, documentary about his mental health. But it's a, it's a really good watch if you if you've got the time on uh, yeah. Sky, isn't it, Huggy? Yeah, yeah. But he yeah. talks about going for an open water swim, um, and he meets up with this person that goes on an open water swim every morning, regardless of the weather. And I think that was for him one of the best things that he found. Like he he joined a what they called the seabirds or something. Seabirds, um, yeah. That he's Down joined south. as well to do that. Maybe because um, you mentioned they're hiking and going out in nature. Um, but yeah, it seems yeah. Like open water swimming apparently is, is supposed to. Yeah, be. well, I bought, I bought some paddle boards and my friend, um, and we went paddle boarding. And he was saying, like, he, he mentioned Wim Hof, and he he was going through real bad depression. He lost his wife and he wanted to kill himself, but he couldn't because he had children. Um, so, what he did, he's the ice man. And he was, he was, he once went on a, a walk up a mountain, found like an icy lake, 
And he went, he wanted to hurt himself, but he didn't want to kill himself. And he went in and just stayed in there for time. And he had to regulate his breathing. All he concentrated, if you, if you didn't think of his breathing, it would probably hyperventilate and die. So he yeah. his breathing down and stuff. And then he realised, fucking hell, I'm really good at this. And then kept doing it. But for mental health, that's supposed to be really good as well. Cold water. But I can't do it. So I went paddleboarding the other week. Thought, my mate reminded me about Wim Hof and the breathing and stuff. I fell in. I was like, ah! Calm your breathing down. Like, like, scramble back. Like, "Ah!" I was like, I had a wetsuit on as well. He was like, you warm up. I was like, I didn't warm up. It felt fucking horrible. He was like, Wim off, Wim off. I was like, fuck Wim off. And then I just, I I just went in and I was like, mate, I'm gonna get dry. It's not for me. Um, Yeah. So I wanted, I wanted the Wim off. He didn't come out. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, at least you tried it. But, but yeah. I knew about it. I know about it. So that's the start. So I'm aware of yeah. all these. They're like, mm. like, like I said, I, I take everything on board. And like, yeah, if I have another, I might try that one one day. What again? Maybe <laughs> probably not. <laughs> but that's not for me. The gym's kind yeah. of for me. And you talk about it. Your your mental health a lot as well. Um, I mean, you, you've come on here to talk about it as well. I understand you uh, work with another partner called Blokes. Is it that you yeah. work with there? And yeah, just tell us a bit more about your. I suppose. How you yeah, started well, to talk more about and talking to others about your mental health? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm a I'm a barber as well, so I get a lot of lads that come in the shop and yeah, they they put on a front like it's in a my, my shop's like in a rough rough part of Preston, so you get a lot of young lads and you can clearly see that that that, that they, they come from nothing, do you know what I mean? And they'll they'll put yeah. on front like that, so I like them talking to me and stuff. So and I'm quite an open book, so I used to be embarrassed of it all, and then once. You get over not being embarrassed of it and you speak about it. It's not, it's, what's the word? It's not like there's no big stigma about it because you, you're yeah. talking about it. So you can't, you don't feel bad about it. So I feel it's really helped me to talk about it. And then other people, some things that people can't relate to, uh, but some people, some things that they can't. So that it, it makes you feel a bit better and less, less of a weirdo. So yeah. yeah. And I'm finding it really good for me to talk and then other people, I think it's good for them. And I've got a lot of people that in my barbershop, I've started speaking about it. They'll text me and say, Oh my God, this is how I feel. And then I have to, I then give them advice, which I can't yeah. take myself. But I'm like, right, these thoughts aren't real. Um, these are just, you're just overthinking, calm down. Um, um, and then when they feel a bit better, they're like, Oh, they were silly thoughts. And I'm like, right. Remember this thought for next time when you're in, 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 in that situation so mm-hmm. yeah so I, I i like to help people because there was no one to help me when i was in a really bad spot um, mm-hmm. and then i ended up finding like i've, I've ended up paying for people to not to speak to and stuff um yeah. which i didn't find that helpful um yeah. but it'd be good if a lot of people could get it for free that's what i think i, th- I don't think you should should have to pay and if yeah. someone can help I, I think you should do it for free definitely you must have- agree you must have one of the highest customer retention rates, I reckon, out of any barber. I mean, it sounds like a phenomenal place to come and get a haircut and talk about your mental health. It must be. It is Preston. Plug it. Barber's <laughs> Preston. We'll put a tag in for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, Cal's going to come and try it out. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I, need, I do need to. <laughs> come and get it in. I've only got a couple more haircuts left. <laughs> it doesn't look too bad. Oh, cheers, mate. I'll pay you later. <laughs> That's what every barber says. Well, I think, and Huggy, unless you've got anything else you want to ask. Oh, I just want to say thanks for coming on and speaking to us about everything. Yeah, I'll definitely know who to come to for a haircut. 
Sweet. No, definitely. And I think, yeah, just from my side, Dan, I think it's been great to hear your your story is who you are, right? As a as a bodybuilding winner, uh, a yep. business owner and, and a guy that is, I suppose, helping us, right? We're about getting men on a mission to talk more about their mental health. So we're you know, very thankful that you've come on here today and, and grateful for the work that you do outside of this, you know, even just in your barbershop. Like we say on here, you know, if you get one person that talks and, and it helps them, it's it's something to do with your life, isn't it? Like you say, you know, you, you can have the, the jacuzzi and, but, and the bar and stuff, but I bet it's those conversations with the lads that text you from your haircut saying, Jot, Danny, I need a, a voice. Um, that's probably the, the fulfilling part, isn't it, of the, the day and what we do. Yeah, definitely. And then if any, if any, uh, if any of it resonates with anybody, even if it just helps one person, that is great. And if anyone ever wants to inbox me, that the if if they need any help, I, I'm not, I'm not like a qualified thingy, but even <laughs> later, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Or if they want to come out on a run or a gym workout, message me. Yeah, it's perfect. That's well, good to know. Listeners in Preston or surrounding areas, you've heard we're going to get Danny's Run Club up and going. Um, yeah, but you're not. Yeah. Back, I'll have OCD, I'll take it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not allowed around the house. You can't come in. You can't come in at all. But, um, yeah. Thank you very much, Danny, for joining this Man Chat one. It's been an absolute pleasure um, to speak with you. So thank you very much, mate. Yeah, cheers, Danny. Thanks, mate. Thank you.